Hi, I'm Teresa, owner of T3Fit, and you're listening to the T3Fit podcast, where scoliosis warriors and professionals come together. Here we talk about our scoliosis journeys and the emotional components it takes on from being a parent to being diagnosed with scoliosis and sometimes leading to surgery. It's a place where professionals share their expertise of treatments, from physical therapy to surgery, and so much more. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the T3 Fit Scoliosis Podcast. It's been a while. Uh, Scoliosis Awareness Month has gone by us like lightning, but we're still up and running. And today on the show, we have Dr. Laura Glazebrook. She is a pelvic, pelvic health physio-scoliosis Schroth specialist. She has scoliosis. Uh, she teaches Schroth, and she's here to talk to us about scoliosis about our pelvic floor and how that can impact us during pregnancy. So Dr. Glazebrook, I'd like to welcome you to the show. I'm so glad to be here. Please call me Laura. Okay, I'll call you Laura. It's my pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) So, So you have scoliosis, correct? I do. Okay, can you share with us your journey? Uh, Certainly. Um, I was diagnosed at 11. Um, I actually, between diagnosis and uh, the date of my surgery, they determined within six months that um, I needed to be fused. So um, apparently, so I am here in Atlanta, Georgia. We have a relatively well-developed scoliosis um, surgery team at the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta here. Mm -hmm. And apparently the the surgeon told my parents, uh, they didn't tell me till after the fact, but he said that uh, I was one of the quickest progressions he'd ever seen. And this was not a new doctor. This was an older doctor. So yes, um, I was fused. I have Harrington rods. Um, I believe I'm fused about T2 to L2. Okay. Um, I have a lot of trunk rotation. Um, I became a PT back in 2012. I graduated with my doctorate. Um, But I didn't know anything about, you know, in PT school, they really there's not enough time and there's you know, yeah. not enough expertise to talk about scoliosis specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, luckily, I suppose I didn't get any bad um, advice about pregnancy or having kids okay. uh, while because of scoliosis. So mm-hmm. I guess that was good. Um, but I started practicing in pelvic health in goodness, 2017. Okay. And um, I, found the Schroth method as a treatment for myself, for my own pain that I had after my second child. And then I, I was hooked and I went to get the training and, and now I teach Schroth to my patients as well. And, and you said that you had pain for when you, with your second pregnancy or no? Yes. Okay. So throughout, um, even though I have a relatively severe curve, mm-hmm. um, I, my x-ray is really fun to look at. I'm sorry, would you share with us what your curve was and is? It was 57 degrees before surgery. Okay. Um, It is, I have a single curve. Okay. um, And I actually don't have the most recent um, x-ray I have. I I 
I don't have it. It's not a great quality. So I haven't, um, I haven't had a, a recent cob angle made. Okay. I know that after surgery, they got it down to about 35. Okay. And were it's you in pretty pain? That is, that is large. I mean, that's yes. like, <laughs> I, I mean, I know some case it, everybody varies, right. But going, sure. that's still, that's still a large number yes. by standards of mild versus aggressive. Um, sure. Were you in pain during the time before being fused? No. Okay. I I never had pain. I've had headaches, which I've now attributed to just, you know, muscular compensations because of my scoliosis. Mm -hmm. But I, I was very fit as a child, you know, an athlete, a dancer, triathlons. I've been very active. Mm -hmm. I never had any pain um, until I had a little bit of pelvic girdle pain when, um, so like just kind of low back pain mm -hmm. when I had my first son. Okay. Um, but that went away and it was fine. Uh, and then during my second pregnancy, I was much less fit. Okay. <laughs> um, and <laughs> just because it happens. You know, yeah, just not a lot of time yeah. when you're running after a toddler. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> the pain started earlier in my second pregnancy and okay. it, um, it was more limiting in my second pregnancy. Okay. Um, Luckily, I was a pelvic PT already, and I had some resources to understand, you know, some of the things that I could do to help manage that. Mm -hmm. um, I really wish I would have had the, the Shroff background at that point to know okay. how to best support my spine, because I feel like that would have been really helpful. But um, so, yeah, that's that's my story. Okay, so then you had so you had you had your second child and then you started you had, as you just said, you had some pelvic experience and then you got into doing Shroff and you, it migrated doing Shroff and also um, focusing more on the pelvic floor. Yes. Which is something, you know, you and I just discussed this. It's super important because you've had patients come to you, you know, teenagers. I've had people asking me through my own journey, what's it like being pregnant? And is it safe and how it impacts our bodies? So what is, share with us, you know, the whole, the pelvic floor and having scoliosis and what that means. Absolutely. Um, well, I, I want to start the conversation by saying, I feel like one of the biggest, one of the biggest disservices we can offer to anyone with scoliosis is to try to make it sound like their back isn't strong or stable. Okay. Um, I feel like that's a, a good place to start. Um, and I know that as somebody that, that deals with scoliosis, and of course I have worries about what's going to happen as I get older. Um, but I feel like it's important to start from that mindset of, you know, your, your body is compensating for, you know, your back is inherently strong. Um, it's supporting you where you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like that's a, that's an important thing to, to note. Um, when we have a curve, whether it's one curve, two curves, that impacts sort of how the muscles are aligned and how they can function. Mm -hmm. And that goes from the top of the head all the way down to the feet, including the pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. So if we think about our pelvic floor as basically the bottom of our pelvis, right? Mm -hmm. Those muscles that are helping, they're part of our core. So there's right. a saying in pelvic PT where they say the pelvic floor is the floor of the core. And, um, okay. They have, right? It's, it's catchy. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like on the nose, but yeah, you just kind of go, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of um, analogies now that talk about how the pelvic floor works with the respiratory diaphragm and how it works with our deepest core muscles. And they're all supposed to move together during um, lifting, during breathing. Um, there's this whole amazing synergy of movements that have to happen in order for us to be functioning at our best. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we have scoliosis, that definitely impacts the alignment of not only the muscles in our trunk, but also those muscles of our pelvic floor. Yeah. It's it so, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I, I like to tell my patients pregnancy, um, is sort of an amplifier to whatever movement strategies we're used to using. Okay. So a lot of times, yeah, those of us that have, and this goes for people with scoliosis and without scoliosis, but um, if you have any way that you tend to move where you're favoring one side of your body over the other, or some muscles aren't supporting you as well, so others have to take over, that's just going to be amplified when you're carrying a, a child, right? Okay. <laughs> so it's almost like whatever movement strategies are carrying, re- carrying you just fine when mm-hmm. you're not carrying a baby, um, they just get amplified and so the muscles that are doing all your work are having to work even harder okay right um so um i i feel like there's a wide variety of how people can respond to pregnancy when they have scoliosis and even whether you're fused or not you know the stronger your body is going into a pregnancy and the more Mm. balanced your body is the, the, the better muscular balance you have the smoother pregnancy that you'll have in general so how does how how does that start to take place how do how do people somebody comes to you they have scoliosis they've been working with you for a while and then they get pregnant how -hmm. does that shift their training and how does the pelvic floor strengthening start absolutely that's a great question um so in my practice, I do primarily now more like scoliosis specific, like Schroff therapy. Okay. So yeah, I have a lot of people that are coming to me kind of proactively saying, hey, I have scoliosis. I'm in my you know late 20s, early 30s, and I'm wanting to make sure my body is really strong. Mm-hmm. So I usually start from the, the place of, okay, well, let's, let's look holistically at your body mm-hmm. and figure out how we can better balance the muscles in your body, whether that's, you know, if there's certain movements that you could be doing differently, or if there are muscles that you need to activate a bit more. Okay. So I, I usually start with just the general, how can we support your body where you are and get you really comfortable with those movement strategies and things like that. And that really doesn't change when someone gets pregnant. Um, it's really just trying to make sure that the exercises that they do are still going to be safe. So I have a lot of patients that I will see for Shroff that, um, you know, when they, when they get pregnant, there's a certain amount of time when it's not comfortable or safe anymore to really lay on, on your back. Okay. And you may need to make some adjustments to your position. Okay. Um, and that's for a lot of patients that I work with, that's all they need. Um, for some people, if there's about, I believe the most current statistic is about 60% of women or people that are pregnant will have some form of low back or pelvic pain. And that's even without scoliosis. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, like, it's almost like you're pregnant, back pain. They go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so fun. Yeah, um, 
I don't know. They're always doing research on it, but I, I do feel like it's, uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of people will end up with some form of back pain while you're pregnant. Okay. Not everyone, but a lot yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. And that's with or without scoliosis. Um, but also we know that one of the wonderful things that happens with pregnancy is we have all these hormones that are going through our bodies um, that are, you know, for, to help us to prepare for delivery, right? Mm-hmm. So hormones that are like that relaxing and right. our joints might be a little more bendy than usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, um, it feels kind of good. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Unless you're already bendy and then usually it feels terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Usually no in between. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just depends on where they are for a lot of patients. If they're finding that it's harder to do the things that they were doing, like sometimes just those transition movements, like getting out of bed or you know getting out of a car or things, learning how to do that by using those muscles of the core, you know, either using like a big exhale when they're trying to move and and, Mm -hmm. um, do those movements that they know will be more painful. Um, I I usually will do like kinesio tape or SI belts or something to really help provide support. Okay. Um, So usually it's, it's those types of things to just make sure that they have the strategies that they need to, to be supported and make sure those muscles are as strong as possible. Cause that's, that's going to be the best thing to keep pain down. And so when they're, when they're exhaling, they're then contracting, which is then engaging everything. And it's not, Mm -hmm. um, it's not aggressive. I'm going to use the word and it's a way in which they can still be productive and feel empowered through their bodies of doing something that can feel natural almost. Yeah. It's yeah. really quite cool. Our uh, when we exhale, so our diaphragm is going back up. Mm-hmm. That deepest core layer is contracting, and so is the pelvic floor. So it's like everything is kind of supporting at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you take a big deep breath and then you exhale and you kind of tighten all of that stuff, or you tighten is not a great word, but if you contract all that stuff and um, move in one unit or kind of break it apart into little pieces, mm-hmm. that has made a world of difference it made a huge difference for me with my pregnancy and um it's just sometimes just those little shifts because at a certain point that baby's real big and it's breathing gets harder it sure does does. breathing gets harder and you you learned all of this mostly through your second pregnancy correct well I so I was in pelvic health before um okay before my second pregnancy I, I I had my first pregnancy in, I had him in 2017, and I actually kind of transitioned into, I got the training for pelvic health around that time. Okay. Because I went to a pelvic health PT, and it changed my life, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. Okay. So a lot of the those strategies I already had in place a bit, mm-hmm. um, but then, of course, when I, when I had pain with my second one, and then I had Shroff you know, kind of early postpartum after that changed my life again. So now I marry both approaches together. And I mean, as far as I know, you're the only person that I've heard of that has integrated both. I I know there's a couple of people that it's, it's on their radar because it's so, I mean, we said it before, but it's like you almost, it, you, I can't emphasize how important it is Mm -hmm. because I mean, there, there are two 
very different dynamics, but they're married to each other in a way. Absolutely, they are. And it's and it's not something that I'll say I'm, you know, uh, it's not something that an orthopedic might think about. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> or or it even really isn't. Or even there might be some Schroff specialists out there who kind of think about it, but not so much because they're so focused on the trunk. I hope that more people continue to join these two units together because it's, it's a marriage in a way. It's, it's a marriage of the body. There was one thing that you said before where, you know, when you got, when you started getting into pelvic floor health, Beth, as we, Mm -hmm. we both know, Beth Terranova, Strength and Spine, when she had scoli, when she was diagnosed and she was lifting, she said the same thing. Like she, she started getting into it and then she got into Shroff and, and it, you just kind of go, Oh, and you, mm-hmm. you, you, you read, you discover your passion through your own body. Absolutely. Which is exciting because in the scoliosis world, like we said, Google is not our friend. Oh my goodness. No, no. It's the things that you can find on there are terrible. Um, And even in myself, some of the language, I'm trying to change my own language around, you know, my own body and then how I even describe scoliosis to patients Um, and changing the words from, you know, I think recently I had, um, I I used the typical scoliosis definition of like, it's a 3D deformity. And I thought, could I use a better word than deformity? Like it's, you know, <laughs> even just the language and how you, yeah. how you phrase it in your own brain can make such a difference. I'd say like a, a 3D condition or, you know, it affects our body in three yeah. dimensions. I was, I was talking with somebody and we were talking about the questions in which doctors ask, mm. how much pain are you in? I think, Versus, was that Caitlin? Yes. I think that was Caitlin's podcast. I remember listening to that. <laughs> And she said, it was how much pain are you in versus how do you feel? Absolutely. And the whole, I mean, all of us, whatever profession we're in, you know, the language has to change. Absolutely. 100%. And it's, um, yeah, and we're doing it. You're doing it. You well, know? we're trying, but I think it's, it's very much with, with, it falls in line with the culture that we're in right now too, of that sometimes we're going to have a misstep and yeah. all we can do is acknowledge it and move forward. Yeah. It's I just, mean, I know in up. my own brain. Oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. In my own brain all the time, I'm still, I'm the negative self-talk is so quick to jump in. And, you know, you hear, especially if you go on Google and you look up scoliosis on Google yeah. and people are telling the stories on how their back is broken and they're miserable. And it's that that sinks into people's brains and the the rods have broken mm-hmm. oh or the rods goodness. are infected <sighs> yeah i tell people to stay away stay away from yeah. google a lot of times facebook groups are not great for that <laughs> it's true it's Ooh. true how it's long scary. have you had your harrington rods uh well um it was december 4th 1997 i will never wow. forget that day so okay. it'll be 20, 28 years. And how long were you in the hospital for? I think I was in the hospital about six days. Um, wow. Maybe not, not that long. 
Um, I do know, it's so funny. I, I tease my parents all the time. They have every uh, report card from when I was an infant and they have zero surgical records or x-rays <laughs> from my surgery. So um, I had to go through PT school and I had professors and um, you know fellow PT students that would ask me where I was fused and I'd have to say, I have no idea. Um, so I got an x-ray before my Shroff course, the mm -hmm. first one, and they... Um, that's when I thought, oh, okay, so it's about like T2-ish to L2-ish. Um, but I, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I just knew that I couldn't move my thoracic spine. That's all I had. And, and, and sometimes that's enough. Yeah, Sometimes for sure. that's enough. And ultimately, right, does it matter? Does it yeah. actually make a difference? Does yeah. it make any difference in how you live your life? No? Nope. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us that we haven't targeted or focused on? I'm just so glad that you're starting this conversation because I, I feel like it is an area, it's, it's sort of like a black hole. I mean, Shroff is. is new, you know, scoliosis awareness is still building in this country. You know, the Shroff approach has really only been here for 20 years, if even. Yeah. Um, and Which is insane. Pelvic health. Yeah. It, it drives me crazy. Um, but either way, I, I feel like it's just important to, to know, you know, the, the stronger your body is before a pregnancy, um, you know, the more balanced you can be, the, the more you've kind of prepared your body for it, the, the better it will feel. But also, if you are pregnant, and you are having or you're planning on being pregnant, and you end up having some discomfort or pain, or you're wanting to prepare for it, there are professionals that can help with that whether that's a pelvic health uh, therapist, there are occupational therapists and physical therapists that can do that. Um, Shroff therapists, there's the um, BSPTS has a great link of if you can find a Shroff provider in your area, that's a wonderful thing. Okay. And also, um, so yeah, in the meantime, you will keep doing your wonderful work and I will keep doing my work and we're just going to hope that it makes its way. <laughs> yeah, we're just through the we just keep sharing what we know as far as navigating the world as somebody with scoliosis and a spinal fusion and fitness with that and yeah. carrying children. So Laura, I would like to thank you for being a guest on the T3 Fit Scoliosis podcast. I'm going to uh, let you take this on. If anybody would like to reach you and has any questions about working with you or just reaching out, where is the best place that they can find you? Um, so I tried to do um a lot of my education on instagram it's the only social media platform i really use at this point um you can find me at laura.g as in glazebrook dot d p t um also i'm happy to answer any emails that's uh the same handle laura.g dpt at gmail.com and um i am happy to have this conversation with anyone that has questions well, Dr. Laura, I'd like to thank you for being a guest on the show. It was my pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. If you like this episode, chances are there's someone else out there who needs to hear it too. So it would be a huge favor to me if you'd go ahead and give us a five-star review. It helps me get the message out to more people. And if you need help moving in pain, then download my five free tips and I'll catch you on the next episode.